What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here with Jeremiah Stringer as we are ready to move into what is, for some reason, no camera coming up. There we are. Jeremiah, (laughs) (laughs) how are you, man? Hey, dude. I'm doing fantastic. Can you hear me okay? Dude, you sound fantastic. All right. Tanya Browning is, is asking the question, who picked out that music? Oh, that would be a Mr. John Kelly. I picked that music. Absolutely, I picked that music. He produces the show, folks. I wrote that music. Not Did any you music. write that music? No, I didn't write that music. No chance, man. I wish I could. I'd love to be able to write that kind of music, but uh, no chance. No chance. Uh, Nick Ramble says that. it sounds like we're in the club, man. We are. We're in the, the, the club, the backpacking podcast. Which is a horrible name for a club. The Backpacking Ravecast. The Backpacking Ravecast. (laughs) Tanya Browning (laughs) said, always waiting on a stringer, Doc. Now, is that true? Uh, You know, the last couple of times I've been out with you and Jason, I was waiting on Jason. Uh, Dude, I got to tell you. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yes, Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir. I actually just went on a trip with him. And can I make a confession to you? Please do. Okay. Um, I was supposed to be at the trailhead at four and I got a little bit of a late start from work cause I can't leave work until three 30 and where were you, is, where were you? Okay. Where were you backpacking? I was backpacking at, um, around B rock. It's like the border of Pulaski County and Laurel County in Kentucky. Okay. Down near so, London. Yeah. You've been, yeah. Right south of London, you've been there on the Sheltoe because yeah. we were at Van Hook Falls for a while, and you yeah. passed that on the Sheltoe. Yep. Well, <clears throat> I can't leave work till 3.30, so it is a, like, 40 to 45-minute drive. And I was like, Jason, I'll be there at 4. And then I told him, I'll share my location with you. This is something that we do pretty much each trip. We share a location about the time we leave, so you can kind of judge where the other person is if you got an iPhone. Right. And... uh I share my location. I don't think he's tech savvy enough to figure out how to click my location and click on the GPS to see how far I am. So I always use that to my advantage. And uh. I did <laughs> I did the same thing on this trip. So I called him <clears throat> and I was like, hey, man, I'm on the way. Share my location. He said, well, when will you be there? And I said, uh, let me click the GPS. He said, will you be here at four? I was like, yeah, I'll be there about four. He said, oh. Now, that doesn't sound very confident. I said, well, hold on. Let me check. And he said, what does the GPS say? I said, well, it says I'll be there at 4.07. But I lied to him. Oh, (laughs) of course you did. You do anything you can to get a rise out of him. It cracks me up. I did. I told him he could go ahead and start hiking without me. See, we had a buddy that was already set up. He had got there and hiked 15 miles before we even had arrived. Oh, wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. And the GPS actually said like 416 or 417. Yeah. But he had, Jason had gotten there early. So I felt bad having to sit there, having, having to have him sit there for an hour. But uh, that's my little confession. I feel better. You're the only person I've ever told. You're the only person that'll ever know. Me and the 40 other people that are on right now. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the uh, six to ten thousand people that are going to be listening to this throughout the week. Hey, by the way, can we can we like celebrate something tonight? Yeah, go ahead. We uh, we just realized this this week. We didn't realize it. We only said we'd celebrate it when it happens, but we passed a million listens on our podcast. Like we are, we are officially over a million listens on the podcast, and that's not um, that's not counting YouTube or anything. That's just listens on podcasts, which is a uh, pretty stinking awesome, I think. Yeah, I I am very very excited, and I was uh, super surprised. But you know, we have been doing this podcast for a few years now. Yeah, yeah, it's been a minute. We've been doing this since. Uh, well, I guess now it's three years. This is this is year number three. We started in January 2020. Yeah, and um, dude, it just continues to grow. We continue to have fun, have great guests. You want to remind everybody who we're having on here in uh, a couple weeks? I was just going to say, let's just go ahead and let's get everybody ready. Because on the 20th of February, we are having the one and only Dixie from Homemade Wonderlust on this podcast. We have been trying to get her on here since we started the podcast. And it just hasn't worked out up to this point. And uh, she put out all of her stuff on Kilimanjaro recently, which has fascinated me because if you watch this or listen to the podcast, you know how much I love Kilimanjaro. It was what got me into backpacking. And uh, hey, let's be honest. Like, you got something in common with somebody, you like to talk about it. And she found out that I'd done Kilimanjaro, and I think that's what sealed the deal for her getting on here so she could talk about it. So, uh we're excited, man. Like she was somebody when I started that I watched a lot of to learn how to, you know, how to backpack. Yeah, she it was kind of like the face of I guess your information on YouTube whenever um whenever I started backpacking, which is like around the time of maybe June of twenty eighteen. Yeah. So five, six yeah. years ago. Well, that's about yeah. the time I was getting ready because for me, um, I was I was uh, planning for the Sheltoy Trace through hike, and uh, I had done a lot of hiking, but backpacking was still pretty new to me. And uh, I watched a lot of her. I watched a lot of uh, who else? Did I watched. I watched Darwin. Like I, I watched Darwin. Like Darwin. Like religiously back then. Um, yeah, Frozen. He was around. Syntax. Tim Watson. Tim Watson. Tim Watson. The big yeah. mustache. And we've had yeah. all of them on here. We've had Darwin, we've had Tim Watson, we've had Frozen, we've had Suge, but the one person that we've not gotten on here is Dixie, and that is changing in just two weeks. So I'm excited to talk to her, especially because not only did she do Kilimanjaro, which gives you all a lot in common, but also she did with her sister the Camino de Santiago, which, which you're doing this summer. Yeah, we already booked our tickets. We're flying into Paris, France, and spending a few nights there, getting over the jet lag. I didn't realize, like, I, I think I kind of tried to calculate it up on the time. I'm pretty sure we'll lose a day flying over there because flying east, you're going, you're going forward in time, right? Yes, because you you're you gain time when you go west because of the time zones. So that means yes. that I'll be flying overnight and I'll get there at like 6.30 a.m. in Paris. So I assume the sun will be coming up. And then I told Bridget, if we can just make it to like 5 or 6 p.m. the next day, then uh, that would be like staying awake all night until like noon the next day. So hopefully we can do that and get over the jet lag. I like uh, yeah. questions. Um, yeah, they're, they're giving us some uh, love for the beards. This one's great. Are you ready for this? Yes. Watch Darwin religiously. Isn't that an oxymoron? 
<laughs> that's that's really good. That's really good. So, uh, so what happened on your hiking trip? Tell us a little bit because we got a topic we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But uh-huh. tell us a little bit about what happened on the hiking trip itself. Well, uh, like last week, sometime or the week before, Jason texted me and said, "Hey, do you, do you think that you can get away for the weekend? You know, next weekend." And I said, "Well, let me check." And about two minutes later. After I checked our family calendar and it was clear, I said, yep, count me in. Now, unbeknownst to me, it was going to be like 15 degrees at night the first night. (laughs) It was cold this weekend. It was cold. Dude, I got done and I don't know if it's wind burn or just the cold or what. My knuckles are all cracked. My hands, I mean, they're, they're dried. I guess it's just the lack of moisture in the air and stuff. But people, when you tell them that... You're going to leave Friday and you won't get back home to Sunday and you'll be out the whole time and they know it's going to be in the teens. They think you're absolutely bonkers. They think you're crazy. I but know. I know. Nonetheless, I went and met up with Jason and the first night we camped above Van Hook Falls, which is nice. along the Sheltoe Trace. And uh, like I said, his buddy Matt, he, um, he had already hiked 15 miles on a loop before we got there. And I, I have hung out with Matt a few times. Jason has some of the most interesting friends. But, dude, (laughs) I learned from Matt on this trip was about a bidet at your house. Okay? So here we are already getting poop. We're we're 10 minutes in, and we're talking about poop. There it is, folks. The countdown's over. He said um, at his house they have something called the Toto. And now, have you heard of this? (laughs) We're talking about... No, just keep going. It doesn't sound good. Just keep give going. That a, give that a Goog, man. I want okay. I want you to Google that Toto. I haven't looked it up yet. How do you spell I, it? I think it's just T-O-T-O. And I'd love to hear in the comments if anybody has one of these at their house. Um, But anyway, he was telling me, you know, campfire talk and all. He's telling me about Toto, which apparently is a bidet at your house, and it's an aftermarket attachment but you have to have electricity running somewhere near your toilet because, um, this is what? fantastic. Okay. <laughs> so the bidet, right? This, oh, is, did this, you find is, this is Toto. This is, um, award-winning virtual showroom. So oh, you get see? to like use it in front of people. Um, look at that. They call it the clean ovation. Look at these things. Now, I said, how much would this set me back, dude? He said, uh, well, the bidet is like $375. And I said, oh, my gosh, $375. I don't know how much a toilet costs, but that's got to be. $375. Look at these prices. I don't know if people can see this online. Well, his was the aftermarket. His was the aftermarket. So it's an add-on. It's a thousand bucks, dude. There's the cheap one. Six six hundred and fifty-two dollars on the low end. On the low end, man. No, this is an aftermarket um, bidet that you put on your oh, toilet in the toilet. Okay, it's not like it's not the toilet. It's like a seat. Okay, okay. So you can put a seat on there. It's like a seat, and it has an arm that can move. Um, you know, you can get all the right angles and stuff for the bidet, but it is heated. So theoretically. You could make the uh, water temperature the exact same temperature as what it's spraying. And then I, I think that that would be absolutely perfect. But that's why I learned from Matt 
we're getting some controversial opinions, I think, over here on the comments. Yeah, I'm just, I, I'm not even going to try and find this stuff because, quite honestly, man, it's it's kind of weird. And you I'm not really, page? I'm really not, not feeling like looking more into bidets right now that I can't afford. Let's see what these things are. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, wow, we are. Look, look, I got to go back, man. Um, looks like Mary Band knew what it was. Says, I can only imagine Toto. Or did you mean PP? PP. Let's see. I used to live in England, and all our water closets had bidets. Every one of them. See a water closet. Now, have you yeah. ever heard of that before? That's a bathroom. Yeah, that's literally the first time I've ever heard. I'm, of course, context clues. I know it's a bathroom, but I'd never heard that lingo before. Well, in in England, that's that's what they call them. So, Jeff Peters. Now you're talking about a new level of electrocution. Well, you got to have the electric so you can heat the water. Confirm squidly. Zero chance I'm using a bidet in my hand. And his hand. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> MK Ultra. <laughs> Plugging in my toilet. The future is here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> When's Apple going to come out with a new toilet seat? Plug it in. You yeah. Got the oh, my gosh. All the We could go forever. They're just not stopping. Um, anyway. My point is, is that uh, that was my big takeaway from hanging out with Matt all week. You look at two of the solo, the hacker. <laughs> well, I consider all the riches of my home. I have but a normal crapper. Yeah, Poor me guy. too. I'm we right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. So, um, hanging out around the campfire and stuff. We had uh, a late start, of course, leaving from work and everything. But the second day, we got to check out the Rock Castle Narrows Loop. Oh, nice. And, I've been wanting uh, to hike that. Well, you would absolutely love it. It's a beautiful hike, and you get an overlook in there. But I will tell you, we cheated a little bit. Now, I know you've been there, and you've done yeah. that. You're in a hike, and you have the opportunity to stop by a store or a restaurant on the way to your next spot on the hike. Yeah. So, Or with so your, if you're with Dan Becker, the Shill Brothers, Midwest Backpacker, Rob Pelton, and the guys from UGQ, you just all jump in cars and drive to a restaurant. Just because. Just because. Because <laughs> it's yep. 12 degrees outside and you don't want to sit around a fire. You'd rather go eat a steak. Well, we uh, we might have stopped and got maybe a little chicken biscuit and some candy bars and stuff and beverages. Yeah. But I said, dude, there is a gas station seven minutes from this trailhead. And remember, we had just spent all night in 18-degree weather. Mm -hmm. So everybody had to poop, all of us, every single one of us. So we said. <laughs> Nobody's doing that outside nobody's doing it nobody wanted to yeah, i mean you, can, you will if you have to but let's just be honest nobody wants to do that no 18 degrees could be refreshing no. but i said yeah i'm gonna hit that bathroom that's seven minutes away maybe get a coffee a hot coffee you don't have to fire up your stove get you a chicken <laughs> biscuit so we drove into town and then i took them over to the next trailhead now i'm going to take total responsibility for this but uh i messed up our starting point we had, oh, no. we, <laughs> we had three, <laughs> we had three potential starting points. Okay. Two of them would have been fine. Guess which one I picked? The wrong one. The wrong one. The wrong one. So we parked <laughs> no, the vehicle, right? And I'm hoping we don't get towed. I'm like, I think we can park here, but it's my truck. So. We get towed. I guess we're going to have a, a five-mile road walk back to the other trailhead where their vehicles are. And we start up the trail, and the overlook is supposed to be a half mile, like 0. .4 from the truck. 
Well, we get like 0 0.8, 0 0.9 in. I look at my watch. You know, we've just been walking and talking. You know how you do while you're hiking with a group. And then I look down at my watch. I'm tracking the hike. And it says, you're 0.79 miles in. I say, Jason, he's walking up behind me. I say, dude, I think that we might have passed the overlook. I said, I didn't even see a turnoff to it. Matt's like, no, I didn't either, Jason. Neither did I. We look at the map. We look at all trails. We look at um, Jason had his Garmin, the InReach app downloaded. Yeah. It's called EarthMate. And every one of them, we couldn't figure out what the deal was. We got our paper map out, looked, and finally putting the paper map and the GPS together, we figured out we had taken the wrong trail because we actually started back <laughs> down the trail. I said, dude, I'm not walking that half mile back to that overlook. It's not worth it. We can hit it whenever we get back to the vehicle tomorrow. They're like, no, 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 let's go back. So we start walking back. We drop pack and start walking back to the overlook. Unbeknownst to us, we would have walked all the way back to the vehicle and still hadn't got to the overlook and would have had to turn back around and walk the point mile at point eight back to the <laughs> backpacks. So I'm loving this, this so far, man. This is great. It's all my fault. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. And I should know because I've hiked that loop before. I right. hiked it with Bridget Black Friday of like 2019. Yeah. Well, we we figured out on the GPS. We hiked back to our backpacks, and then we had to take a detour on like the trail we should have come up. And I don't know, it's maybe a quarter of a mile, so it wasn't too bad. But we got to check out the overlook. We completed the loop, kind of had to make our own campsite. But, dude, we had – you have to go down there with me in the summertime where we can swim and stuff. Rock Castle River. It'll oh, yeah. Be we met some guys on the trail on our way out. They had been down there fishing. They caught some walleye. Dude, we got to hit that up in the summertime and hang our hammocks out there. There's giant jumping rocks. We can take kayaks. That'd be fun, man. So, yeah, that was my trip. We hiked back to the vehicle and parted our separate ways. Well, you're you're getting burned pretty good right now. Okay, let's hear it's, it's two buddies' years. So, uh, first off, outside comfort zone plot twist. It was 18 degrees Celsius, 64 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. Now, that is not true. It was 18 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. It was cold. You know how many hot hands I used? Uh, I'm sure you use a lot of them. I've never used them, but you use them quite a bit. I'll put one under each cheek, man, and then you're not getting the cold butt syndrome. Yeah. Well, uh, then everyday backpackers said only Jeremiah would get lost even before getting on trail. <laughs> <laughs> I parked in the wrong spot. <laughs> and then, and then out, outside comfort zone had one more thing to say. He said, y'all hear about the mathematician with constipation problem? He worked it out with a number two pencil. <laughs> oh, that's wrong. You're wrong for that. <laughs> all right. All right. So we've talked about this. We've talked about the trip, but let, let's get to the topic. Let's get to the topic we're going to talk about tonight because this is a juicy topic, man. This is a good one. This yeah. is a good one. Uh, lately, there has been new legislation that has been put out that is causing people to have to get permits, filming and still photography permits, to use cameras uh, in the backcountry. Now, some people are going to say, well, that's only for people doing YouTube or doing videos. That no, this is – I've been reading through the stuff today. It could be everybody is this if they feel drone? like it. Drone it's like the drone? most – it's any photography, any kind of video – if uh, if you don't have a, like if you did a video this weekend, uh -huh. and if anything you were on was part of the National Land Bureau or uh, National Forest Service, National Park Service, um, you probably better not post it. They are can actually I, busting people right now. Can I say one more thing about the video and the trip? Yeah, I forgot to tell you uh, on this trip, 
speaking of video, I wanted to shoot some B-roll for an upcoming video. Mm-hmm. And I, I asked Jason whenever I got to the, you know, we parked next to each other. I was like, hey, dude, just so you know, I was wanting to know if you can help me get a little B-roll on this trip so I can add it over my video. It's coming out next week. He said, yeah, sure. And I, I pulled out my list, dude. Look at my list. I don't know if you can see that. but uh, Wow. You got every one of them, almost, except for parking. Well, Jason saw that. And his eyes got wide as half dollars. And he said, <laughs> dude, no, I didn't know. Got your top three and I'll help you with them. But <laughs> the top three doesn't even get started on that list. Yeah, dude, because there's like 25 things on here. But he was nice and Matt helped me too. And we, we got them all. So shout out to Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir. That was Absolutely. very sweet. So Absolutely. go ahead. So, so. Be careful the footage that you're filming right now. Don't let anybody know where you're filming it from because there's a possibility that you could get busted. Uh, check this out. I'm going to go over here to uh, this screen and let you kind of see this. So this is the National Park Service right here. This is their About Us page. And filming and still photography permits. Now, I'm sure there are some people right now who have already read all this stuff and know what's going on with it. But in October 28th, I'm going to just highlight this if it'll let me here. Um. It says the National Park Service rescinded interim guidance that was in place during litigation regarding commercial filming and has returned to longstanding laws and regulations governing commercial film and parks. So for years, I don't know if you knew this, Jeremiah, but for years, it was actually illegal for us to do what we've been doing on YouTube if we're making money off our videos. What do you mean? That we were supposed to have permits to film, and it was like that for years, and nobody knew about it. And it was more... That the National Park Service just wasn't doing. I think it was it was geared more towards like film crews uh-huh. than people like us. But I want to go down to this part that says, "What is considered commercial filming?" Okay. Now I commercial- do make money off of the uh, filming and stuff, so I guess mine would be commercial. Yeah. So it says commercial filming means the film, electronic, magnetic, digital, or other recording of a moving image by a person, business, or other entity for a market audience with the intent of generating income. Examples include, but are not limited to, feature film, videography, and documentaries. Commercial filming may include the advertisement of a product or services, the use of actors, models, sets, or props. So, I mean, that can be taken with a grain of salt, but, but, if you go down through and start looking at some of these things and who needs to get these, um, it says right here, this is the part that caught me, says federal federal law requires a permit for all commercial filming, no matter the size of the crew or the type of equipment. This includes individuals or small groups that don't use much equipment, but generate revenue by posting footage on websites such as YouTube and TikTok. Uh, oh, that's us. That is us. Now, this is where it gets kind of annoying. What fees do I have to pay? Now, when you first read this, you're like, oh, that's not bad for one to two people. Oh. Zero dollars a day, right? Uh-huh. So we're good, right? Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. See, you have to go up above that because it says federal law requires that the National Park Service to recover its administrative costs for commercial filming and still photography requires a permit. Uh, it includes an ac- application fee. So you have to apply for a free, like a free permit. You have to apply for that. Play an application fee and additional charges to cover the costs incurred by the National Park Service in processing your request and monitoring 
the permitted activities. The amount will vary upon the park and the size and complexity of the permitted activities. The application fee must be submitted with your application. Well, how is it free if there's a fee for the application? Exactly my point. So I went online to the Daniel Boone National Forest. Yeah. It, Somebody it is in the hundred is a hundred dollars. Wait a second. To apply for a zero dollar permit. Now what if and you it have- is non refundable? You do not get that money back. Who are we paying that money to? Like whose job is it to sit there and review that? Yeah, exactly. But that's what's happening right now. Um, you you do not get that money back, and it's it's crazy because you're the the problem. The reason they, they created this is because they didn't want movies coming in and taking over parks where people are trying to hike and do things with their families and run into like these gigantic film crews. You know what I mean? That was the yeah. whole point of it. Well, maybe maybe people in the comments over here can say something about it, but. It seems like they realize there's a lot of YouTubers. There's a lot of TikTokers. And so there's a lot of money to be made. There's literally an entire generation of TikTokers right now that are, you know, 15, 16, 17. Yes. And so the only only way I can see this working for a YouTuber is having a completely unsponsored, non-monetized video published on YouTube if you're doing a hike out in the woods. Yeah, but hold on a second. This drives me crazy about YouTube. Used to, you could just choose not to monetize your channel, okay? Mm-hmm. And and then they changed it, I assume, YouTube, wanting to make more money. They changed it to where even if you don't monetize it, they will monetize it, and they will keep 100% of the money, including if you don't re, re, uh, reach the requirements to monetize, which is 1000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours in 365 days. So if YouTube is making money off of it, but you're doing it for free and just uploading it, is that a loophole? Well, and and here's the thing, like there, there's also there, there's also some people, there's been lawyers that have said something along the lines of, even if you're not monetized, if you put it on there and they put ads on it, the government can still come after you because money's being made off your video. And you're the one that filmed it illegally. <sighs> get that. Get that. So, like, it's it's ridiculous. Like, the whole setup is just over-the-top crazy. Um, this is a good – check this out. This is a outside comfort zone. The legal issue is because they have to treat all businesses equally, so they have to ban monetized YouTube or else huge crews would run wild. It's not about YouTubers as much as big film crews, which you're right. It is. But – why would you have a $0 permit but then charge $100 to apply for it? <laughs> you know, I would have no problem with any time I'm doing one of these trips to apply for the permit, but I don't want to pay 100 bucks to apply for the permit. Now, even $10 to apply for the permit I think is a little excessive because yeah. a backcountry permit to go to somewhere, you're already paying for. Here, right. Here's something that drives me absolutely nuts, dude. And Today... I'm going to get on my soapbox for just a second if you'll let me. Do it, brother. Get it. Okay. Today, I got in the mail a little square that said, this is how much your vehicle's worth. Okay, same truck you got. Yep. This is how much your taxes are, and it's due by March 31st. Right. This is what drives me nuts. I work 
full time and I don't mind to pay taxes. Okay. Yep. But uncle Sam, he takes some of my money. Okay. In this case, that's not uncle Sam. That's uncle Kentucky. Well, there's more. No, let's so hear it. Then, then I buy a truck. Okay. Now I paid a lot of money for that truck. And what happens whenever you pay a lot of money, you pay a lot of taxes whenever you purchase it. Yes. And then last year, I paid taxes on the truck. And then today, I got another little square in the mail to pay taxes on that property that I already own. And I've already paid taxes four times on that money. I paid it once when I made it. I paid it once when I bought the truck. I paid it once last year to own the truck. So they give the most expensive sticker. And then I paid it. Well, I haven't paid it yet because I just got it in the mail today. Right. But I will once again pay it next month to get that little sticker. And, and you know what's frustrating about it? If you lived in Ohio, you wouldn't have to do that. Well, there's multiple states I could move to. Yeah. Like Tennessee, they don't have a state income tax. Well, they, nobody. nobody <laughs> Kentucky's one of the few states that retaxes you on a vehicle every year. Most yeah. states just charge you for a registration fee each year, like 30 bucks or something. But it's not just the truck. The principle of the matter is now I'm they already are taking money out of my taxes for these different parks and stuff around the nation. Okay. And now when I want to film something there, because of the way it works with the big film crews and them them just making it black and white, I have to pay another fee, which is basically just a tax. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. Well, and, and I guess what bothers me the most is we keep hearing people within our government saying, get outside, get outside, go spend time in the outdoors. And so people who are promoting that, people who are showing people the places to go outdoors, people who are like saying, hey, check out this trail, check out this waterfall, check out this feature. Like now they're having to pay fines for doing what the government wants us to do. Like that's make- really confusing to me. I don't I don't understand. I mean, obviously this is just about money. This is all about money. <laughs> Do you see uh Chris that hockey guy's comment? <laughs> Which one? He's been cracking me up through. I haven't had a chance to click on any yet, but the, the last so what about the dancing? No, the last one that he sent. <laughs> it says, Yeah, I'd rather pay tax than live in Ohio. LOL. Oh, I like this one right here. Well, what he can't say anything. He lives in Indiana. Um, I can't do my TikTok dances anymore. So now there is more hiking out. Can we agree? There's more hiking in Ohio than Indiana. Oh yeah, absolutely. But Indiana's got um, Hoosier National Forest, and they got the lake. I've I've heard they even have a hill somewhere in uh, Indiana. Well, somewhere (laughs) (laughs) they can't help that those artificial lines were drawn around all flat land. But that I know, like I know it's not their fault. No, it's not, it's not their fault. fault. But maybe they can move. Man, we got a, a comment on here about some exemptions from the permits. Okay, who was it that said that one? Um, it was Everyday Backpacker. National Forest, wild uh, wilderness areas, and BLM are still not requiring filming permits. Now, I live near Daniel Boone National Forest and uh, Beaver Creek Wilderness. And then, of course, you got Red River Gorge, which that's a geological area, 
but I think since that's in Daniel Boone National Forest, maybe that's considered national forest. I'm not really sure how they divide. The Daniel that Boone up. is a national forest. Yeah, it is a national forest. National parks and national forests. Yeah. Okay. So, but if national parks and national forest are two different things, well, actually, national forest they are they are asking for permits because you have to get one through the Daniel Boone. So, national forests are included in that. Wait a um, second. I don't know about BLM and wilderness areas, but I do know that national forests are included in that. Now, here's the most important thing about this whole situation, John. A rule is not a rule without a consequence. That's so true. one, how does our fine establishment police that? Mm-hmm. And two, what is the consequence? Because I want to know ahead of time. You know, <laughs> I listen to Kentucky Sports Radio because I'm a huge UK fan. And uh, there's a host on there named Matt Jones, and he literally just doesn't pay for parking anywhere around Lexington because he's like, well, they'll catch me one out of every 10 times and get, write me a ticket, but that'll yeah. be about the cost of paying for the parking. So if the consequence isn't that severe and they're not able to police it, then why should I follow the rule besides the good vibes and the karma and the this is what the rules are? Right. Well, I, the thing is, what, what happens though when you do get fined and it's brutal? Well, that's what I want to know. because yeah. Well, and check, I just want to make sure we get this out there because there, there was something said about commercial filming and photography is in the National Forest Service as well. So um, oh, just making sure we know that. It, it's also the National Forest Service. Uh, like other commercial uses of National Forest Systems, commercial filming and photography requires a special use permit. So it's, it's definitely both, um, unfortunately. So... Just figure to make sure we get that out there. I want to make sure everybody knows, like, it really is more than just the national parks, um, which is irritating as I'll get out. But they have already busted, um, from what I know, at least a couple of YouTubers on it already. No way. <clears throat> yeah. So they're, here's the thing. Here's the thing that's going to happen. This is, this is how it's going to work. Um, you've been, you've been part of YouTube for a few years now. Um, and, and, okay, Mary Bann asked a great question. Uh, the National Park Service doesn't have enough staff as it is now. How are they going to monitor that one? That's what I actually want to talk about. Uh, the, they're not going to get you while you're filming. They're going to get you when the videos get produced and they go online. Like, let's say a video gets super popular, hits a couple hundred thousand views of whatever the National Park is, and it gets released, like, next week. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you so, obviously so, broke the yeah. law, so they're going to they're gonna find that. But they're only looking for, I, I assume that this is a big net they're casting. I don't know that they're going to cast the net. What this is I, Like I was saying, you've been on YouTube for a while. If there's one uh, thing we all have as YouTube channels, we have haters. We all have them. You think they're going to report you? All it's going to take is somebody getting mad about something or not liking you, thinking you're a sellout, thinking you're this, thinking you're that. And uh, <laughs> that hiking guy, uh, I can send you an affiliate link. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, all it's going to take is them just to not like you for some reason and send a random note to whatever forest service, you know, and, and the next thing you know, you're getting fined. I don't think that that's the way it's going to work. Let me, let me tell you what, what my hypothesis is. Let's hear it, man. Okay. A little behind the scenes on uh, media just in general. So most platforms will do automated closed captions. 
Like that's mm -hmm. why you see, if you watch a YouTube video of mine and I say, what's going on hikers, then it, it says what John, what's going on hawkers. It says hawkers because of my accent. That's because there's not somebody just sitting at a desk somewhere watching my video and typing up the closed captions. They're using some AI program that generates that for the trillions of gigs of videos that are uploaded every day. And the right. reason they do that is so they can basically use the algorithm to categorize your videos. You know, if you say, like, remember back during COVID, if you said anything about COVID, basically you're yeah, you get monetized immediately monetize shadow band whatever right. that's because that the ai is picking up on what you're saying and the visuals in the video it's not you know this giant staff in a in a warehouse somewhere all sitting working in their cubicles right so um i think that they can use technology basically to screen those videos just like yeah see tech redneck very easy for ai bot to scan youtube content same as they do for photos and face recognition yeah, that's what I think, because whenever people don't know this, but when you upload a video, if you want to monetize it, um, it will ask you like several different categories. Like, does it have hate speech? Does it have violence? Is there blood? Is there um, adult language? Is there, you know, all these different things? And you can check no on all those, but it's going to scan all that and it, it's going to figure it out. Right, right. Uh, got a really interesting one here, and I don't know if you know who this is. Park Junkie shut his channel down because of this policy. No, I I never heard of Park Junkie. Who is it? Do you know? I'm pretty sure he does like RV RV camping. Uh huh. Um, I think that's who that is. And his whole thing was going to national parks. That was his oh. whole spiel. And so it basically killed his channel. Like he's just legally can't put. And he get if it's who I think it is. And 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 Delta Safari, let me know if I'm wrong about this. But um, this guy literally like hundreds of thousands if not some videos might have millions of views on them like i'm it, looking it's crazy it's park junkie at the park junkie 28.3 thousand subscribers and yeah. his yellowstone his or her yellowstone video uh Na yellowstone national park closed seven months ago one million views yeah i mean it's a huge channel huge channel he shut his channel down and he does a lot of yellowstone videos uh, he's from out west, I believe. But I mean, this is this is messing with people's here. Here's one right here. Um, Park Junkie was doing updates on the on the wildfires in Yellowstone, discussing closures at various national parks. He was actually doing the national park system a favor. Was he the one uh, Delta Safari? Was he the one who uh, who got fined? Was that him? Um, I'm curious because because like like I said, they're they're going after people. You know, especially if you're a bigger channel, you know, so I'm safe, but you're screwed. So, you know, that's that's something we got to watch out for. I think that. Uh, I don't know. It always feels like everybody wants their. Uh, not their handout, but their their little chunk of the pie, their little slice. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know. That's just frustrating to me. I, I had this conversation with a, a guy at work. He. You know, he served in Vietnam. He got blew up. You know, he's he's lived and worked here in the U.S. his whole life. He's retired. He has contributed to the betterment of society. But yeah. he gets frustrated because he, he is paying taxes to, you know, keep a park or something open in the county that we live in. 
And then when you go there, then there's like a $15 fee to park overnight. Right. Well, I'm already paid for this. I've been paying for this place my whole life. And then out of nowhere this year, they add in a fee. So he said he wrote a strongly worded letter and, uh, few months later there's no longer a fee so i don't know if that's a direct change on that's his interesting. well i mean yeah. here's here's one thing let me read a couple things before i talk about this but um delta safari actually said I, I think he did yes i'm pretty sure don't quote me i think i think he was the one who got fined because he was the pretty high profile youtuber that they got um and I like i said it just it killed his because now once he got fined now he's on a watch list you know what i mean so now they're going to keep paying attention to his channel. So he's he's done. Like, there's nothing he can do. And then um, Brian Winberg brings up something interesting. Time to support state parks. And, yeah, that's good. If the state parks aren't, aren't, already, aren't already doing that. I know in Georgia, I believe state parks down there, you have to apply to video. And they were doing it before. Yeah, because I, I was going to go do a hike down there a year or two ago. And I wanted to do a video on this place that had all these waterfalls. I can't remember the name of the place now, but... Um, I know that I was, I was hoping to do some video and then I realized I was going to have to charge or they were going to, I was going to have to pay like extra money to be able to do that. And I was just like, eh, I'm not into that. So I'm not going to do it. So you know, some of the state I, parks are already charging for permits as well. I didn't think anything of this. And this is kind of being a scuttlebutt, if you will, for a while now about the filming in the state parks. Like, I think it kind of started with drones. I don't know if that was an airspace thing or a safety thing or an annoyance thing in the, I think it was more an annoyance park. thing than anything. Yeah. And maybe a privacy thing too. But, uh, then you, you fast forward and there was some talk about paying for filming and stuff. But now dude, I went from paying absolutely no attention to you really have snagged my attention because um, it may not be a big deal for some people, but YouTube and this podcast kind of helped me provide for my family and sustain a certain standard of living. Yeah. Well, look at this. This is, Here's another one. Look at this. Popular YouTubers and van lifers, Kara and Nate, were fined $1,000 for their filmmaking. In addition, the service banned them from filming in national parks ever again without a commercial permit. Kara and Nate. I wonder what the name of their channel is, Leonidas. I think it's called Kara and Nate. Well, that would that would be an easy one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the name of the channel. But they, I know who they are, and they're fantastic. They have really good, high quality stuff. But yeah, like, I mean, it, it's crazy, man. Like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm one of those like I, politically, I'm so middle of the road. It's stupid, mm-hmm. but I'm also get off my lawn. Like, I'm kind of like the whole like. Just you give me less that. laws, give me less government, and just leave me alone. Like, just don't kill people, don't steal things, you know? Don't don't cheat on your taxes, and we'll be good, you know? Why do we have to have, like, legislation for every little thing we do? And uh, that's all I'm going to say about politics. I'm done with that. But here, it, well, it's just crazy to think that, that something that we do for fun, mostly, because let's be honest, I... We both know trip videos don't make money. No, unless you do them a certain way and you're really good at it, I think you can. But generally yeah. speaking, yeah, yeah. Out was outdoor adventures. Is that those? Is that the guys that that do all the? You talking about the group of guys? Yeah. What are they called? Uh, outdoor adventures? Adventure, no, adventure, adventure archives. Adventure archives. archives. 
Yeah, yeah. those guys make great videos. But look at yeah, them. They're, they're not going to be able to do anything except for like state parks and stuff now. Or they're going to go out of the country. I just find this hard to believe that this applies to us. Is that I crazy? I just don't. It's like it's not clicking with me. Um, Even though it says YouTube and TikTok in the in the law. Yeah, but I'll tell you probably what I'm going to do is just continue doing everything exactly like I was doing. And then if they find me, then I'll cross that bridge when I get there. But what I think needs to happen, this is just me personally. I think, and, and no, MK Ultra, I am not alt-right. <laughs> there's, if there's one thing, I'm definitely not. It's not alt-right. Um, but uh, the th here's the thing. If we want to make a difference, we need to contact our state representatives. We need to send letters to them. We need to do something to get our voice heard. That's the best thing we can do right now. Write nasty you. letters. Write nasty letters. Action, his first call to action on the podcast in several years related to government. And well, here yeah. we are. Yeah. Why not, man? Like, let's let's get this is stupid. Why? <laughs> it's just stupid. It's now you know, I, I'll never understand why I have to pay a hundred dollar application fee for a free permit. Tell me. Wait a minute. That that is every single time that you're going to be filming out there. Every time you apply for a permit, you have to pay the application fee. Okay, that is insane. It's even ridiculous. If, like I said earlier, ten dollars. Yeah. If it was even if it was like a hundred dollars for the whole year, uh huh. And once you've paid that application fee, you can transfer that you know, to each park or something. If you do something like that, that would be great. But here's the thing, man. It, here's a great question. Brian Winbird's asking something great right here. Can they find you per video? That could add up. Can they get you for older vids still making money? Now, they can't get you for that. Anything before October 28th, they technically can't get you for. So um, I do know that. Um, <laughs> outside comfort zone. And if you're listening online, I'm sorry that you can't see this. And and I'm, it's got to be frustrating at times. But he says, next week we'll find out that J.K. Stealth camped in Pelosi's office on January. <laughs> no, I did not. No, I did not. But that's funny. <laughs> no, I, I just, we got to do something. Like, people need, I mean, like I said, I don't mind paying an application fee for the year. Yeah. Because we do, we do make money off our videos. I get that. I mean, like. The people who don't, that's different. But for some of us, we we really do. This is this is part of our income. It's part of our living. And, uh, you know, I, I would get it if it was like a once a year thing. But you have to do that every time you apply for a permit. I, I could not afford every time I go to a, a trip and want to film it. Like, I might make. I don't $100. make $100 on any trip video ever. Yeah, me either. I never have. And <laughs> ever. I'm $100 just to. Get a little footage. Yeah. So how, what are the ways around this? How do we outsmart the uh, government on this? One? Well, if we're going to do that, we should probably ta stop talking online where they can hear us. Um, I'll never see that, this. That'd be the first thing. You know, Big Brother's <laughs> watching. He's always watching. <laughs> you know, and, and we really draw the attention of the government. You know that. Like this channel. Oh, we're massive. They're probably massive. watching right now from the uh, <laughs> room. Yep. I mean, the big thing is just, I think the best thing we can do is just contact our, our state representatives, get like, get to action and just, and just get this stuff taken care of. Um, now, 
let me ask you a question, John. If you were the contrarian in the argument of why you should, like you keep arguing why we shouldn't have to pay, you shouldn't have to pay, you're already paying. Well, I don't think if you have a $0 permit, you should have to pay for an application fee. That just kind of seems stupid. What's the point of having a $0 permit without – yeah, that just seems dumb. Yeah, I agree. And I don't I, and I don't, I don't have a – here's my thing. I don't have a problem with the free permit. That doesn't bother me. I don't have a problem with maybe planning my trips a little bit wiser and making sure that I do the proper channels and get the permits for that stuff. You know, but – the amount you have to pay to apply for it is what's insane. Yeah, I don't understand how they that seems kind of arbitrary to me too. Yeah. They just they just decided I don't know, even like <laughs> I still want to hear the argument for why you should besides it just being like black and white, we have to make it the same for everybody. So since we're trying to prevent commercial crews from coming out here, there's no difference between you and the commercial crew, which right. I mean, that could kind of be true because I think that like the old media of TV and stuff is dying and everything is basically going to streaming from different platforms, whether it's Paramount plus or Netflix or Hulu or Amazon prime, but a ton of people watch YouTube for free yeah, in exchange for watching a 30 second ad before a 10 minute video. Right. Now, can I can I show you something else I, I I meant to talk about earlier but needs to be talked about? Yeah, absolutely. This is remember when I said at the very beginning this doesn't just matter for people that make money off their videos? Uh-huh. Okay, check this out. Does non-commercial filming require a permit? Individual parks may require a permit for non-commercial filming if necessary to manage the activity to protect park resources and values, minimize conflict between user groups or to ensure public safety. Examples of non-commercial filming include, but are not limited to, I love that, but are not limited to, filming for tourism bureaus, convention or visitor bureaus, student filming, and here's the kicker, and filming for personal use and enjoyment. If you have questions about whether a non-commercial film project requires a permit, please contact the park where you intend to film in advance. So in other words, there are parks, there are parks where you can go and if they just want to find you, they can fine you for filming just for fun. If they, if, and you don't have, they don't, you don't have to know in advance. It's up to you to find out whether or not that's okay. So, what situation is that applicable for? Is that like all these people are gathered around at Yellowstone and trying to watch this geyser, but it's creating a, uh, like a holdup or some kind of, uh, it's making the park less efficient so they can just to enforce making you move along and stop filming or doing your TikToks or whatever. They can say, we're going to find you or write you a ticket. Well, I don't know that that's the problem. It's so vague. Yeah. We need vague to... laws are evil. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you can't, you know, it's, it's one of those things of like, this is just a regular person who maybe is like getting videos of birds because they like to video birds or something, you know? And they're in a national park, and they're doing it. And if they didn't realize that they needed a permit for that, they could literally get fined right then and there by a park ranger. I wonder, let's say hypothetically speaking, that I get fined, okay? I wonder how you fight that. 
I got to hire a lawyer, I would assume. And you would, I don't know. I've never been fined for anything. I haven't gotten any like traffic tickets or anything like that. Haven't had to go to court for that kind of thing. I've been fortunate enough, but I well, wonder what, 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 what originally happened was this was a law and there was a guy that did a film on, I can't remember which trail it was, but he did a film and during the film, he had a small crew with him and he made this video. So it's Jeff Garmeyer? No, it's not Jeff Garmeyer. Um, but he did this video and he released it and he got fined big time for it. And he fought it in a court of law saying that it was, it was, um, he was defending the right of, of free speech and that we have the right. It's public land. We should be able to have free speech and talk about this. And he won. And so they put a block in place. Well, that battle was going on the whole time. And when it finally passed on October 28th, that it would go back to the old way. And they added the YouTube and TikTok thing to it. Um, it was only a two to one vote. There were three, three judges, two of them voted for it and one voted against it in saying that they think this is a complete like travesty of free speech. So, um, the whole it's if you look into it, I've I've done a little bit of research on it, and if you look into it, it's been going on for a couple of years. Um, and it's just been going on under the surface. So it's uh it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I I really feel like it's just another way for the government to make money off of us. Well, you want to hear one of the most interesting aspects of this whole here it is topic. here it is right here. Go ahead. This is it. The government fined filmmaker Gordon Price for failing to obtain a, a film permit from the National Park Service. He filmed some scenes in Crawford Road in Yorktown Battlefield. And I believe it was just like a really small film, too. It wasn't like some like huge blockbuster movie where he was making millions and millions of dollars off of it. No, because those people that are doing that are going to cross their T's and dot their I's anyway. You know, if you got a full yeah. film crew and all, you literally have somebody in charge at the company that is working on getting all those permits and logistics and all that. Right. But here's what I think is one of the most interesting things about this topic that we spent um, a while on. Yeah. One of the things that is super popularized backpacking in the last 10 years is just like Dixie. She got her start from documenting her through hike on the Appalachian trail. Yep. And then her channel went from literally non-existing are not existing to her sending this footage and having somebody to edit it and publish these videos for the AT. And then now her channel is huge. So and, and it's, and it's the American dream. Like, let's just shoot straight. Like if, if we're talking like what America was supposed to be set up for was the ability to do that, to find something you're good at, to find something you love and to be able to make a living off of it. I you totally know? agree. But what are these what are these through hikers that want to document their journey that have channels at least large enough that they're being monetized some amount? Right. What do the logistics look like for them? Does does that mean they're going to going through this park in California and then they hit this other park and then before you know it, you through hiking, you want to film this and put it on YouTube and you've paid, you know, Two or three thousand dollars worth of permits and fees as part of your through hike. Yeah. Well, even Brian Winburn asked, "What if you aren't monetized and then you become monetized?" You Which know, so many 
questions. It's just, there's too much gray area in it. The simple fact that they can kind of just decide, well, we feel like like a park can just all of a sudden be like one week. You know what? We'll just, uh, we're going to start requiring permits. They don't have to post it anywhere. They don't have to tell anybody, but you better find out. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what, that's literally what the thing says. It, it says, it says, if you have questions about whether a non-commercial film project requires a permit, please contact the park where you intend to film in advance. Well, I'll tell you this. That's ridiculous. Just to wrap up here, I I know that we spent a long time talking about this today, and this is probably the only podcast episode that we've ever had like this. Uh, but it it's a big part of you know our lives. You know, doing the YouTube, doing the podcast, and just backpacking in general, not just, right. you know, content creation. But it's such a big part of our lives, and we're so passionate about it that I think it's important, if you got any voice, that it be heard on issues like this that you're passionate about. So yep. hopefully uh, I didn't snore, snore fest somebody to sleep with all my legal questions. And honestly, dude, we have 389 comments so far tonight. <laughs> so, um, I think it's been a good topic. A lot of people have been commenting tonight. So, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's huge cause it's, it affects a lot of people and it affects people that aren't even doing the YouTube thing. You know, it, it affects people, people that just want to have videos, family videos, like, how many people take their family to like Yellowstone and they just film stuff the whole time so they can have family videos and that could potentially need a permit? doesn't make could any sense. Imagine, can you imagine if you upload a video of you and like to Facebook of you and your kids at a national park and you get a, uh, a letter in the mail <laughs> saying that you're being fine. I don't well, know. I, I think, I think in those cases, it's probably going to be park rangers busting people with cameras. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's the only way that's going to affect those folks. I don't think, cause they're not making any money off of it, but I think it's, it's going to come down to like, you, you go to yellow summers, literally thousands of people everywhere. And, um, rangers are all over the place and they're going to see people and they're going to start saying, Hey, where's your permit? Do you have your permit to film? Do you have your permit to take pictures? You know? Yeah. For photographers, it's $50 a day regardless. Wow. Like that's just for photography. If you're a photographer and you're just a single person with a camera, it's $50 a day. It's out of control, man. It's nuts, man. It's nuts. But that's where we are, bro. That's 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 where we are. But you know what's great? What's it? I'm still going backpacking this weekend. I don't care. Oh, yeah, baby. And you better stick it to the man by getting some footage. There might be some video. I don't know uh -huh. if I'm going to be doing a full video, but there will definitely be some some B-roll. Because, I, dude, I finally put a video out again. It's been, like, a long time since I put out a video. finally put a video out again this week. It was my therapy video is what I called it. Because, uh... It was my, here's why I haven't been putting out videos video. And now that is out, I, I feel like the, 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 the fog is gone and lifted. And so videos are coming, man. Videos are coming. Oh, I'm excited for you, man. I also have been making these videos and I don't know. Do you think that I should make videos to release while I'm on the Camino just to keep the videos going on the channel. Well, you, you know, you can't get fined for that because it's in another country. So do it. 
Well, I mean, I'll be on the Camino, but I'll have to film the videos ahead of time to schedule them to publish while I'm gone. You see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, do it. You know what else we're going to do? What's that? This is if we can pull it off. Just letting everybody know this summer we will be having some international live streams going on. I want to live stream with you from um, Spain with Bridget. Well, Maybe, see, I'm, uh, I'm going to be in Honduras for two weeks or for a week. So if we could, if we could, if we could do a live stream from Honduras in Spain, how cool would that be? That would be a first for us. I think it needs to happen. And we have to start it off with hola. Hola. Because there's a lot of Spanish people, Spanish speaking people in those countries. So uh, good stuff. Hey, real quick. Uh, big thank you to MK Ultra Super Chat. Five dollars. Appreciate it, man. That's really nice of you. Yeah, um, check out his videos. He dropped a new season of videos on his channel. He does them like uh, little chunks. He flies. Did you know that? No, I didn't know he flies. He flies. Yeah. You need to watch his new videos because he flies for real. Like he literally has a rocket that shoots out his backside and he flies. Oh, um, that, that's like not only me, but everybody needs to go check out. Everybody MK needs to check out MK Ultra. I'm telling you, it is, it is the most off the wall, ridiculous stuff you will ever see in your life. He just he just released a video Sunday night that was him setting up camp in the dark wearing sunglasses. <laughs> He's so funny, dude. I don't understand. <laughs> he dude, has cracks me up, man. He's great. Well, well, hey, Jeremiah, I don't want to keep you on because I know you got to get up early tomorrow. You got to teach those kids. You got to mold That's minds. Right. Keep paying your taxes, people. I harp a lot on taxes. Keep paying them so I can keep making a paycheck and keep educating. <laughs> And above all, contact your state representatives. Let's get this stuff turned around. It's ridiculous that we have to pay these kinds of fees and permits and stuff just to have some fun. So with that said, Jeremiah, it's been a good time. I had a good time, man. I'm glad you got to hear about my trip. And we got to complain a little bit and get out all of our frustrations off of our chest. I think we had our first old man episode. Yeah, back in my day, it was free to film at the national park. Boy, get off my porch. <laughs> Anyways, with that said, for myself and Jeremiah, you guys have a great one. We'll catch you on the next one. Adios, folks.